that's the best way that I can describe it. You can see with some of the dogs, especially the long timers that have been there, you know, for a couple of months and maybe haven't seen the outside of the shelter other than to go potty or play groups. When they're driving away, they're like, this is awesome. I don't even care where I'm going, but I'm so excited. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, we welcome KC Pet Project volunteer Kelsey Nelson to discuss the Dog Day Out program. If you're new to this podcast, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Thank you to everyone who's downloaded, subscribed, rated, and shared Dog Words. Now that you're a follower of the podcast, take the next step and become a participant. Let us know what you want to hear. Go to rosiefund.org and send suggestions for topics and guests. We'd especially like to hear from anyone involved with a dog rescue group who's interested in being a guest on the show. And everyone... Please follow Rosie Fund on social media, especially the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content. Check out the latest video of Rocky, a big, beautiful terrier pit mix looking for his forever home. We're inching closer to our subscriber goal that will give us the Rosie Fund URL on YouTube. If you don't know what that means, trust us that it will greatly help with exposure for Rosie Fund, which ultimately allows us to help more dogs. Just subscribe. It's free, and you will not be inundated with notifications from the channel. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Here's a quick reminder before our interview with Kelsey that the Wires Underground Concert Series will resume this fall. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact The Wires at thewiresduo at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-W-I-R-E-S-D-U-O at gmail.com. They've been working on writing new material and would love the opportunity to play for you and your friends while you support local artists. If you don't know who The Wires are, that's the music you're listening to right now. Today on Dog Words, we welcome KC Pet Project volunteer Kelsey Nelson. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We met when we, uh, we being Rosie Fun, featured the wonderful Gregor on our YouTube channel and on social media, and he's found his forever home. Yes, he has. Doing really well, been there for a couple of days, and just thriving as we expected. So it's so awesome that you guys have that and that you guys are such great advocates for dogs. And I know Gregor and his family really appreciate it. So thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for that recognition. He's such a sweet boy and so happy and lovable. The picture of him with his new family, his tail wrapped around their leg. Like I've always said, he's never met a stranger. He loves people so much. It was so neat to see the bond that they had formed so quickly with him. His mom is a stay-at-home dog mom. That's her title. Dad works nights and he actually came, you know, had had no sleep and came and really wanted to be a part of the whole process. And um, so I think he got very little sleep the day that they picked him up. And so his little tail wraparound was just like the thank you, dad, that he mm-hmm. needed, I think. So yeah, I appreciate awesome. the effort. Human. Yes, it yes. was great. It was great. 
people may not realize that when you foster a dog for adoption purposes, that adopters don't just show up at your door and say, yeah, this is the dog I want. You hand the dog over, they do some paperwork, they're gone. You want to make sure it's a fit. Right, right. So I always say that there's a perfect dog for everybody, but my foster dog might not be perfect for you. And so I, I try and lead with that when I'm working with potential adopters. And I, I explain to them that it's really for everyone's benefit, the dog and theirs. So we just kind of have discussions about the great things about the dog, but also things that you need to keep in mind when you're adopting. And Greg was a huge boy, and that was just something to keep in mind. And I I think that in having those conversations and being really intentional ahead of time, the family just felt so prepared. And then it allows the dog to thrive and be successful in their forever home and making sure it's the right fit. Because as much as you love the dog, you don't want to see them come back because mm-hmm. that just It would be so easy for a potential adopter to walk in the door and fall in love with Gregor yeah. and not think about how does his size impact our living situation. This may not work because you just fall in love with, he's so affable so and lovable. friendly, but if it's not a fit, then he's going to start feeling that stress pretty soon as you are stressing over, yeah. a, I have to rearrange my house. I can't leave him alone with this room open. Mm-hmm. And he knocks over our little kid and you want it to be a fit because there is a dog out there that is a fit. Yes, yes. And I always just say, and I, I've told other fosters this, like think of yourself as the gatekeeper for the dog. Because again, like you mentioned with Greg, I don't think anybody who met him disliked him. He's so lovable, but there's a lot to keep in mind, like you said. And so, you know, we were it's really- that new car smell. Yes, I yes. love this car. It's like, this is not the right car for you. It's and like, you, you need one with mileage and this yep. is hauling capacity. Get the right one. Someone else needs that car. And you have to think of the next 10 years, not the next 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we, you know, at this point, I wouldn't say perfected it, but we've gotten pretty close to being able to just be really transparent with people and and help them. I always tell people that even if my foster dog is not the right fit for you, I'll find you a dog. Like I will work with you so that Mm -hmm. you are able to find the perfect fit because they exist. And the reality is there's lots and lots of shelter dogs that need you. So you see that all the time in the online discussion groups with Mm -hmm. Casey Pet Project fosters. Someone who is fostering a dog will be asking about a different kind of dog. Right. Someone inquired about my dog. My dog's not a fit. Right. And does someone have a smaller dog, a larger dog, an older dog? I love that about Casey Pet Project and really I think it speaks highly to the foster community that hey this person's really great and they're really interested my dog's just not the right fit and these are all volunteers fosters they're, they're not, not working on commission it's like not, yes I moved another dog they're not I'm, I'm going to win the monthly contest they're not getting anything out of it but they're putting that information out there and they're really working to connect people with dogs and I think it speaks highly to the individuals to the organization but just to the love of dogs and wanting to see the shelter dogs find good fits. So yeah, it's, it's something pretty amazing. You're clearly passionate about dogs. Where did that come from? You know, I think so. So we always had dogs growing up, loved them. I am an only child. And so I always kind of felt like animals were my siblings, but it wasn't until my childhood dogs who were not rescue dogs, they had all kind of passed away. And I was ready at 22 to have my own dog. What I found is that there was just a push at that time. Hey, 
the shelters are really full. Hey, there's a lot of dogs in need. And it was kind of the first time that I had seen discussions about don't go to a breeder, try to look in a shelter. And that's where I ended up finding my first dog. And then I kind of never looked back. And so got her and then adopted a dog from Wayside Waifs. And then our other dog is from Casey Pet Project. And so I can't have all the dogs. And so that's what naturally led me into fostering. Because <laughs> unfortunately, as much as I would love to live on a farm, I live in Casey Mo, and there are pet limits. And mm-hmm. so got to the point where we're like, you know, I just don't know if a fourth dog is right, but maybe let's try fostering. So that's kind of how I got here. Fostering is a great way to get a dog fix. And we've talked with yes. other fosters about this. And I don't want to make it sound like people are exploiting <laughs> <laughs> the dog that I just need my my yeah. dog fixed and then it's disposable get rid of it you love that dog just oh, as yes. much as a foster parent loves that child that they want to get in the right home and I don't think I'm overstating that no I totally agree but you also have the flexibility if it's your lifestyle that I can't commit for 10 years I don't know right. if I'm going to live in this town or have this job right. or my family's going to change mm-hmm. over the next 10 years but for the next month or two or three and then I need a break. Yep. Fostering is perfect. And I think that Casey Pet Project really allows for that. You know, when we first started fostering, you know, we've really evolved in the type of dogs that we take in. But when we first started fostering, we said, hey, we want to take a dog for like 10 days, maybe two weeks tops. And then we kind of evolved into, okay, well, I know that some dogs aren't good with other dogs and we're okay with keeping our dogs separate. And then we really dove into medical dogs. I would always tell Sarah, who's the foster coordinator, uh, give me one of the broken ones. Give me a three-legged dog. Um, People seem to develop their specialty. Yeah, you kind of. And so, you know, we've done everything. We've bottle fed. We did that one time. We love puppies. They are not our thing. They're Mm -hmm. like small children. They're a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And we had on the show. Who that's that's their jam. That's they their do jam. puppies. Yeah, and we've had and they know when they need a break. It's not they get done with one litter and immediately do another one. They know it's like okay, we need some time. It's exhausting. It is, and again, rewarding in so many ways. But you know, we've done older dogs. We've had dogs for a couple of months, a couple of weeks. We had one dog for eleven months. So it just really varies. But I think that's what is great about it. At We've any- had peaches for about five years. Yeah. We took her for the weekend. And that's how it works. I always say if we foster fail, we wouldn't be able to foster anymore. And then we wouldn't be able to help other dogs. And so that's kind of the saving grace. Otherwise, I think Gregor would have stayed yeah. here forever. That's why we had to find another way to help dogs. Yep. Fostering was not working for us. So be honest with yourself. If foster is not going to work for you, don't feel obligated to foster. Casey Pet Project has so many things Mm -hmm. that you can do, including doggy day out. Yep, yep. And that that kind of evolved. The program has been around for a while, but I think for about the last year, it's really evolved. And so there were just a couple of us who really said, hey, we want to help the dogs that are the most at risk. And by at risk, I mean at risk for euthanasia because of, you know, stress levels and maybe their length of stay or maybe they're a really hard placement. And we said, these dogs aren't getting any time to decompress. They're not mm-hmm. getting any time out of the shelter. Nobody's even really getting to see the true personality of the dog. What can we do? And we've um, done it a few times when it was yeah. furlough. Yes. It's, you, it's very similar to, to Furlough. Yeah, yeah, you'd have a dog that no matter how much playtime they get at the shelter, it's not the same as it getting to 
run around in someone's yard and go yep. for a nice long walk and be away from the other dogs and just a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And you see what that dog can be. And there were dogs right. that were borderline unadoptable mm-hmm. that by the end of the day mm-hmm. were like Gregor. Yep. Gregor, he's like that out of the box. Yep. And it's it's just this, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many dogs day out I've done at this point. I'm going to guess 20 to 30 in the course of the last year, but every single one of them, you see a transformation. Obviously, you know, the longer that you take them out of the shelter for the day, you know, six, seven hours, you're going to see a little bit different of a change. But even for just two hours, taking a drive to McDonald's, taking a walk in a park that's away from the shelter is such a, it's like a life changing thing for them. And they talk about, I've spoken with staff and I've seen, you know, they talk about the cortisol levels and just they change physically. And some of them, you get to see that you just, Mm -hmm. it's like this wave that comes across them and they're de-stressed. And then you're like, wow, this is, it's awesome, but it's powerful Mm -hmm. because they're a ball of stress. And, you know, as humans, we relate to that. You see dogs in the shelter who have thin fur or bare Mm -hmm. patches that get adopted and a couple months later, their coat is entirely different. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that transformation on a dog day out, but it speaks right. to the stress that the dog is under mm-hmm. constantly. So a day here and there does make a difference. It's not going to change their coat overnight, but it's going to do so much for just their mental health, their emotional health, and give them that respite so that maybe the next day is a little better. Right. And I, you know, we talk about mental health and emotional health for humans, but that's, I think that's so real for dogs as well. And I think that what is also so fun about the program and just the whole day itself is that you're providing them that decompression that they need, but you're also getting to see them and take pictures and videos and show other people that they can be different than what you see. Because Mm -hmm. maybe you walk into the shelter and that dog is shut down shaking or maybe they're just barking um and then you get them on a dog's day out and they're this cuddly sleepy snoring adorable dog and you're thinking well I would have never seen that had Mm -hmm. I just come to the shelter and I don't see that side of them but now I know that that's what they can be when they're in a home or when they're outside of the shelter that's what we try to do with the dogs we feature on Rosie Fun, but we're yeah. limited to how right. many dogs we can do. But also, we hit some foster dogs. We also hit some dogs mm-hmm. that are in the shelter. We don't spend the whole day with that dog. And you're going to get information on a dog day out right. that we're not going to get just talking to a staff member who's had that dog in multiple play groups. Right. And it's it's such different information. And let's say you take the dog for eight hours and, you know, whether you bring them to your home or not, I typically do just because I have that ability and I, I like to gain that knowledge on the dog. But you're going to know so much more about them. And then when a potential adopter, or even another foster wants information on them, you can say, well, here's how they behaved in my home. And that is invaluable. And those are the questions you Kids. Mm-hmm. All the time. Are they good with kids? Are they yep. good with cats? Are they, and not that I'm saying you should expose a dog to cats, but right. if you're taking it for a walk mm-hmm. in a neighborhood and you see a cat in a yard, you can, okay, he ignored that cat or he got right. aggressive when he saw that cat. Right. And does he get on furniture? Things you don't find out right. when he's in a kennel. And I think that that information 
as much as I obviously the goal is to lead to a forever home, what I think is really neat is to see how much that has helped some dogs get into just foster homes. Because ultimately, when you take a foster dog, you only know the information that they have at the shelter and you never know how that's going to transfer in your home. But it's I think it gives people peace of mind to say, hey, I let this dog come to my home and I have other animals and I have small children that live here. And and here was my experience and here's my comfort level for you. And I've seen a lot of dogs who are sitting in the shelter who I think would be wonderful foster candidates, just maybe because people were unsure, didn't get that exposure. And then now that I said, hey, look at this awesome dog, they were able to get into a foster home. And that again, just leads to their forever home and leads to more information. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would like to foster, but just they don't know what the first step is and they don't want to take the leap and like, what do I have to do to my house? And Mm -hmm. like you said, oh, I have kids or here's my work schedule. And we can address those Mm -hmm. concerns when we do know about a dog and get more people fostering. Mm -hmm. One of the silver linings of the shelter at home was more people started fostering. Right. We still need more fosters. Always. (laughs) But dog day out might be Mm -hmm. a good way for someone to find out that I could do more fostering. I could do long-term fostering. Right. Or maybe a way to find out that dog day out is right in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that couple times a month or every other month or every weekend or on weekdays you've got a schedule that allows how does someone take that first step towards dog day out what they will do is they'll go to the website and there's actually now a section on there for dogs day out and it kind of goes I will link directly to that in the description for this episode thank you it is gonna give you just some general information about dogs day out some of the bigger questions that I see people ask is what can I do versus what can't I do you know can I bring the dog to my home can I take it to a dog park those type of things yes you can bring it to your home no you can't take it to a dog park but those questions are going to be answered there and then what you we're going to do is sign up and complete the dog foster application, which is going to be on there. And there's a section that you just check the box that says, I want to do dogs day out only. And then you will schedule a time to pick up a dog. And from there, you'll come to the shelter and you'll get to talk with our foster team and just get a little bit more information about the dogs that are needing dogs day out. Mm -hmm. It's not a list and you just get the next one on the list. Right. If you say, I... I'm only comfortable with little dogs or little dogs make me nervous. I need a big dog. I need an old dog. Just like fostering, you get to dial it in with dog day out. You may walk away with, okay, today I'm I'm not fostering because there's not one I'm comfortable with. We don't want you to be uncomfortable because that's not what the dog needs. We'll get someone else to take that dog. I think people have this maybe misconception or they just, you know, nobody's talked about it before, but the shelter wants you to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. We, I think, no, I, I I don't think our foster team ever wants to send anyone with a dog that they're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so you get to be in charge of that aspect of it. If you're not comfortable, Sarah and Carter are wonderful to say, no problem. Hey, we have another fit or hey, we don't. Let's try again tomorrow. You can bring to the table your skill set and they will match a dog. This and is not court mandated community correct. service. <laughs> it's not. It is not. And I talked a lot during the pandemic with people who were picking up foster dogs and I think just weren't really sure of themselves because they hadn't done it before and they want to do a good job and it's okay. The foster team is really well trained and they match dogs to you that they feel like you can handle. In my experience over the last several years, it's always been a great time and I've never had a dog that I felt that I couldn't manage and they're always really good about supporting you. And at the end of the day, 
It's just for the day. So it doesn't work out. You bring the dog back and you Mm -hmm. say, that was fun, but let's try Mm -hmm. this next time. Even if you figure out in 15 minutes, you can turn the car around. Because yeah, if if the dog is chewing up your car and going nuts, it doesn't work for some reason. There's a smell in the car or your energy that's triggering the dog. Mm -hmm. And that's totally fine. Everyone knows themselves and knows their own comfort level and we will feed off of you and we'll let you take charge of that. Are there expenses that are incurred by the volunteer by doing the dog day? Because the dog's going to need to be fed. Good question. So, no. I do this all the time. Yes. I better be asking good questions. Yes. Very good question. The answer is no. Uh, This is what I always tell people. The shelter will provide you with treats and poop bags and toys and all of these things that you can take with you on the dog's day out that you can use to play with the dog and make sure the dog is having a great day. Anything that you want to do on top of that is totally up to you. So like I may take the dog for a pup cone. Mm -hmm. I might take the dog to get a hamburger from McDonald's. That's certainly not required. That's great. That's awesome. But it's not something you have to do. So there are no fees. If you buy a toy and you want the dog to keep it. Yep. Then, you know, those are. That's not unheard of. Right. You are above (laughs) and beyond awesome. And sometimes it's hard to say no to giving the dogs things because they're just so cute. And honestly, they're all so grateful. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But no. It is pretty amazing how the dogs do seem to understand you're doing something for them. Absolutely. It's funny. It's like they're breaking out of jail. That's the best way that I can describe it. You can see with some of the dogs, especially the long timers that have been there, you know, for a couple of months and maybe haven't seen the outside of the shelter other than to go potty or play groups. When they're driving away, they're like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't even care where I'm going, but I'm so excited. I've taken shy dogs before, so they show their affection a little bit differently, but they all appreciate it. And, you know, you can just tell that they're happy to be with you that somewhere away from the shelter and they don't really care where they're at with you as long as they're with you. And you totally feel that when you're with them. It's not like you're fostering a kid for a day and it's like, I got to just blow their mind. I'm going to take right? them to an amusement park and fun restaurant and an arcade. And then we're going to go to the swimming pool. You can just go sit in a park and that dog will be thrilled. So happy. I've seen so many great dog stay outs. I have seen people take them from park to park, take them to Starbucks for the pup cone. I have seen people take dogs for runs just to help get energy out. And then it's kind of a double bonus because you're exercising yourself and the dog. But what some of the most rewarding ones for me are sitting on the couch and letting the dog sleep. And Mm -hmm. that's all it is. And this is one thing that I've said to people that I love about it. Before the pandemic, kind of when I was in my normal routine and going to work every day, I would go to work Monday through Friday, and then Sundays were my DDO days. So I would go to the grocery store in the morning, go pick up the dog, come home, and that was the day. You know, they just did everything that I did that day. So maybe I fed them a snack when I ate a snack. We would go for walks. But if I wanted to sit on the couch and watch sports or football or whatever it might be, the dog was right there with me. And then at the end of the day, when it was time to go, I would wrap up and take them back. And so I think that you make it what it is. You make yeah. it what you, you want to it to be. It. You don't you, have to plan out every minute of the day. How am I going to keep this dog entertained? Correct. And I think that sometimes that's, and that is 
wonderful. I love when people are so thoughtful because you just know that it means that they care so much. But sometimes all that dog needs is just to be around you no matter where that is, whether it's at your home or in a park or, you know, out for a walk, I think that that is more beneficial than anything. And anything that you plan on top of that is wonderful, but just keep in mind, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the act of taking the dog away from the shelter is the work itself. It is the beauty in the program is that just stepping outside of the shelter and whether you're going through Starbucks to get yourself something, the dog's just along for the ride and they're benefiting from it. That's what I always hope people take away from it is it doesn't have to be anything too huge. You can do your normal Sunday to-do list and have a dog with you and everyone will come out happy. I'm going to sound like a broken record because I say this every time we talk about volunteer opportunities at Casey Pet Project or elsewhere. Don't frame this as how can I find five hours a week or how can I right. commit to being there every other day or once a week. You come once. Casey mm-hmm. Pet Project, Wayside Waves, Great Plains SBCA, or the people that listen around the country, whatever volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. you have, even if it's not a dog shelter, if it's a, right. a, something to help humans. Anywhere. That volunteer organization will be thrilled to get you for an hour once a month, every other month, whatever fits your schedule. Because if enough people do it, those hours add up. Mm -hmm. So if you and 20 other people are there once a month for an hour, that's 20 hours a month. That's a lot. Right. My second job outside of my regular job is as a volunteer coordinator. So I think that I have a really unique perspective. If someone comes to me and says, I don't see this opportunity. I'm like, what do you want it to be? What can I create that works for you? And I feel like Casey Pet Project is really good about that. If there's a job that you want to do that you don't see that opportunity for, they'll help create it for you. You know, I, I knew what this Dog's Day Out program was, but I think they kind of allowed me to run with it and allowed the volunteers to say, hey, this is what works best for us. Can we take a dog for an hour or two and then come back, but do that 20 more times? I think that's awesome. A lot of people probably work places, and I might be overstating this, where if there's some initiative they want to try, there's a committee that's convened, we get the budget, we do it, we try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we either dump it or revamp it and try again. Places like KC Prep Project do not have the resources to just try everything and see what works, that they have limited staff, limited money, limited time. And if there's something that you would like to do, like you said, that's not Mm -hmm. being done and you broach that topic with them, they're not going to be defensive. Nope. They're going to say, great. We think that's a wonderful idea. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make it happen? That's kind of, yeah. And that's what I think is so wonderful. I can't speak highly enough of the So if it's not being done, it's not because they don't like the idea. Right. They probably love the idea. Right. I think that what they do really well, I think they do a lot well. They cultivate people who want to stick around and who are not afraid to continue to bring ideas to the table, whether that's expanding the foster program or the DDO program. It's you have an idea. Hey, maybe we've never tried that. Tell me more about that. What are the logistics of this? I don't think that they ever just turn you away. I yeah. think they're always ready to listen. Now, some of the new initiatives that you see at KC Pet Project are because they've gotten a government grant. Yep. So this is being funded. Right. That is what allows them to do it. Right. But there's so much more that they would like to do that there's no grant money for. There's yeah. no budget for. Yeah. They rely on the heart and, you know, passions of Mm -hmm. their volunteers. And 
some of the most passionate people I've ever met are volunteers at Casey Pet Project. Listeners, get your enthusiasm and your expertise and go to Casey Pet Project or any place that you feel compelled to to make a difference that's going to allow you to express yourself as a volunteer to pay it forward, give back to the community. One of the ways you can do that is Dog Day Out Mm -hmm. at KC Pet Project. Again, link is in the description. Try that or just go through the volunteer orientation and find something else you can do or create your own thing. Absolutely. There's no bad ideas. That's what I would say about that. I think that's the perfect bow to put on this conversation. (laughs) Kelsey, thank you for taking time and welcoming us into your home to to do the interview. And thank you so much for helping Gregor find his forever home. We love Gregor. Thank you for having me and thank you for everything that you and Don do. You guys are amazing. That's the note we want to get on. (laughs) I'm Phil Hatterman and you've been listening to Dog Words presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to KC Pet Project volunteer Kelsey Nelson for joining us. There's a link to the Dog Day Out program in the description for this episode. And, of course, a big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Learn more about The Wires at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Also, check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Remember, the Wires Underground Concert Series will resume this fall. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like to host a small and socially distant outdoor concert in your backyard or on your porch, please contact them at thewiresduo at gmail.com. Be sure to catch the next episode of Dog Words. Anthony Barnett returns to discuss some of the issues surrounding breed-specific legislation. Not only does it impact dog lovers, it has roots in much broader societal issues. As always, please download, subscribe, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. You really do need to see Rocky's video. He's just a big bundle of love. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor of the Dog Words podcast. And again, if you have any ideas for topics or guests, let us know at rosiefund.org. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. <laughs>